Hello, Steve. Hello, Jill. It's time to game classy. All right, we are recording. Yes, hello. Did you hear the little ding? Like when ding. You're a little ding. <laughs> a little ding, little ding ding. I heard a little ring a ding ding. We just described 1970s British humor in a nutshell right there. Uh, that's true. Whoa, what was that? Was that a spaceship? Uh, that was. Oh wait, hold on. Oh, something weird happened there. <laughs> oh, that's just my uh, that's just my BGM. <laughs> oh, okay. I like. I don't know. I, I thought like you were playing that Starship game that everybody's talking about now. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Starfield. No, yeah. no, no. I, it's um, it's a Bethesda game, so I would I wouldn't play it until at least at least the earliest I'd want to play it would be the first DLC. So, yeah, is that what else has Bethesda done? Didn't they do um? Elden did, Ring? Yeah, Elder Scrolls. So Marwin, Skyrim, Oblivion, and then uh Fallout 3, Fallout New Vegas, etc. Um I don't know, they, they make really they make really, really big games, obviously. So there's always sort of, there's always a bunch of like So um, it, it's like you get your video gamers got two really big cool games right in a row. Yeah, they got Armored Core, they got um and they well, got, I was just started. I was just thinking the the, the um, um Baldur's oh, Gate Baldur's Gate yeah no there's actually been a bunch of bunch of big games lately huh. what was the Armored Core yeah yeah Armored Core it, it's a uh, it's an old older series uh, that hasn't had a game in a while and they they released that that one's been a big big smash hit it's a mech robot game ah okay see this is I have literally not played a video game in about two years at this point <laughs> nice yeah, I'm not I, joking I just haven't I just, I, no. I haven't played a new game other than like street fighter six for a good while <laughs> I'm, I'm playing i'm still trying to get through like I, i'm i'm pretty committed to actually trying to get through my library of games instead of buying new games and you know not playing them yeah i mean most of the games in my library i've i've pretty much played ad nauseum so i'm not too worried about that that's, that's why I bought, I bought i think it was fallen order it was the star wars game I oh yeah, it, yeah yeah Jedi i bought fallen it used order. like two years ago and just kind of played it for a little bit, but then I get like, I was like, I got stuff to do. I can't play video games right now. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I play, I play a little bit now. Every now and then, you know, I play like an hour or so. Um, I, yeah. I, I, I can't do the, I can't do the old, uh, the old grind where I just like sit and play a game for like ten hours. Yeah. <laughs> can't do it anymore. You do you want a a Joe game classy controversial opinion? I'm re I'm ready for your your controversial opinion. Now this is just me, but I don't play video games as much, and this is the reason I think it is is because when I am done with it, I have nothing to show for it. Like I, painting minis, playing games, and stuff like that with my minis. At least I have like something physical that I can show that I have done with my time. Ah, but you got you could get chivos, Joe. I, I know chivos. All you get with video games is after it's done, you're like okay. You just get a little bit more free space on your hard drive when you delete the game. Eh, it's, mean, it's like a like, big reward. It's like completing a television show. Same I, thing. I, I, yeah. But usually it's like at televisions, you watch it at night right before you go to bed, just as like a, a like a like a relax thing. Yeah, I, that's what I kind of I have. A, that's kind of what I do with video games, too. Honestly, like it's yeah. like I'll, I'll play in the morning, like a little bit just before work and then uh, maybe a little bit right before bed. That's why yeah. I don't really sit and play in the day. Although, although uh the Immortal Empires campaign that I do play sometimes in the middle of the day on Saturdays. That's been pretty good. Yeah. 
I mean, for I, I guess that there is a component of like if you do have like specific people that you play with and like as a as a way of like uh, bonding with a friend group, it is a good way of doing that. But yeah, no, I, yeah, I get it. As I, most of the time, it's, you know, it's just uh, at the, I've gotten into lately. My biggest video game thing has been actually visual novels. Like that's what I've really gotten into lately. Oh, um, like yeah. uh, like those um, Telltale games. Uh, yes, yeah, similar. Yeah, actually, the yeah. Telltale games are really basically the Telltale games are just more complicated visual novels, but like stuff like Sayana Uta. Um, don't and... see these fake these fake words at me. I know they're <laughs> not All right, sorry. The Song of Saya, my bad. Okay. <laughs> the uh, the Song of Saya, like just I don't know. They're they're nice because they're um, you know, because they're just books with yeah. with with voice acting and um pictures. So uh, also there, you know, there's not a um uh. There's no, there's no time, there's no time crunch or like skill investment needed. I, I could just yeah. sit and like read and, and if I need to stop, you know, just whatever, I, you know, and, and I can, um, what is it? I don't know. Like the, you don't need to be as much of an active participant in a visual novel in terms of like another video game. Like if I, if I need to like get up or if I want to do it, like, you know, like if I'm at work and I want to like have a visual novel, like running on like another computer. I can stop and be like, oh, and I was like, oh, okay, re read it for like, you know, five minutes or whatever. I'm taking a walk. Yeah, it's 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 nice. I mean, I I don't really know those, but I listen to audiobooks. Same concept. So. Yeah, exactly. It's it's an audiobook with pictures, really. <laughs> <laughs> wow, they've they've gone too far. Science has gone too far. <laughs> Science has gone mad. <laughs> they kept they kept seeing whether or not they could and didn't ask if they should. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh man. well. Welcome to Game Classy, everybody, where we're not talking about it, where we don't talk about games. I think that was like, if I had to summarize all of the, over the last, like, how long we've been doing this podcast? 12 years at this point? All of the, uh, the criticisms that we got over 12 years is people go, they don't really talk about games. I think it's been longer than 12 years. It's know. been about, because it was before my daughter was born, and my daughter is now 11 years old, so. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a while. Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, I, uh. Actually, I do actually have a, a, a game news. Oh, uh, what's your game which, news? Which I thought was kind of fucking awesome. So uh, the Conquest Parabellum, they, they unveiled something that they're doing, which is new, which I think is maybe one of the coolest things I've seen for any miniatures company ever. Ooh, what's that? Um, so they, they're, they're, they're doing that new army, uh, the Warhoon, which is their like Savage Orcs. Okay. So they're like they're orcs with like you know like a bunch of like cool um like uh, headdresses and like you know like uh stuff that and dinosaurs they're, they're they're the ones that are riding the dinosaurs 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 yeah and they have that gigantic like me mega fucking huge brontosaurus um excuse me the brontosaurus don't exist it was actually a mistake that was done inside the the museum at the time they took the skull <laughs> of an apatosaurus and put it on a brachiosaurus. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, this one has a turtle shell, so <laughs> look, I guess I guess the real wrong one is you. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so and, and with this and with the launch of this army, they are doing something new. And the, this is the thing that I was just gushing about in the moment. Uh, 2000 point box set. Ooh. Uh, and not only are they doing a 2000 point box set for their new army, they're doing a 2000 point box set for three other factions, too. Ooh. So. The, the, this is the first miniatures company I've ever seen that does the, that has a, that is a full sized miniatures game like you know like Warhammer Fantasy or whatever uh, that has an actual this is an army box set. 
that's cool i you know gw used to do that but it was expensive yeah that's the thing i don't know how much the uh oh the okay i i, I found the pricing so they're different prices depending on yeah i would imagine so yeah yeah uh it looks like 400 is the least expensive and 630 is the most expensive which for a 2000 point complete army i i don't know I, that's not that bad so GW used to release the army boxes, which were fantastic. I missed those. So yeah, much. I had the Tomb Kings one. It was awesome. I have a Tomb Kings one and a Dark Elf one still. At one point, I had a Dwarf and a Wood Elf one as well. So, I, and I, I had a chance at getting a Bretonian one right after they killed the Bretonians, and I did not pick it up. So I regret that instantaneously. But <laughs> oh, you could have been re- you could have been ready for Old World. I well, I have I have all the figures. I just wanted the box. The figures are easy, Steve. It's the box that's that's the prize. Ah, uh, I see. Yes, uh, it's, it's a box. It's, rare, it's, the, it's the it's the rarefied paper. Yes, the rarefied paper. Got it. Yeah, it's, I mean, and they were about I think four hundred. But I mean, this was actually twenty years ago, so <laughs> you're probably getting a deal on it now. Yeah. In comparison, I mean, and then plus, I don't even think that those boxes GW had were two thousand points. They were probably closer to fifteen hundred. Yeah, though they weren't two thousand points for sure. Yeah, um, maybe maybe a chaos one would have been like they they they, they maybe they had uh maybe they had ones that are close if they were you know point point heavy like chaos was. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I think it's if you you kitted them out properly, they probably you know hit around two thousand points. Yeah, well, there's the, yeah, there's always the hidden factor of the unit upgrades and uh, character magic items and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Which I was always bad at. I was always bad at like trying to upgrade a unit, so I'd always go like base like strip down unit. Yeah, and then we get defeated, and I'd be like, "Why? <laughs> you didn't take How a single. I... Ma- you didn't take a single magic banner, Joe." <laughs> I, I know. It's like <laughs> I, I just like I'm I'm like Napoleon when it comes to my war gaming. I'm just like the more troops on the table, the better. <laughs> more guys means more winning. <laughs> more guys means more winning. <laughs> yeah, that's no one hundred percent. That's the way that I looked at. It. Uh, nice. Now, my, I have a friend who's really into Conquest right now. So if you're looking to someone to play Conquest with, Steve, I do have one person I know that will play with you. <laughs> my God. <laughs> and I'm sure it, like, if you wanted to go at, at, to the local friendly gaming store, he would, be, he would be more than happy to meet you to play Conquest. So. <laughs> the, pl- the player base has exploded. <laughs> the player base, it's more than doubled in the Chicagoland region. Uh, yeah, yes. it's, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a cool game. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those games. It's, it's, it's good, it, 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 but you know, it, we, as we've discussed many times, it's, it's tough to, it's a tough sell to get people on yeah games of that size that are not, um, GW, GW. That, that's the one, that's the reason I think alpha strike is getting so big, uh, Battletech. cause like that game is legit, like getting big. Like I've seen, I've seen people playing it in the wild, like not at a uh not at a mini store like some people playing it at a, you know like you know a ccg store i had a theory on this and uh you could correct me if, if you think i'm wrong oh, but i think alpha strike is getting popular because all of the original BattleTech players have died so there's no one to <laughs> gatekeep people into BattleTech anymore uh so that might that might be part of it um no, like unironically, that actually might be part of it. I mean, BattleTech's pretty fucking old. It's like a forty-year-old game. Yeah, um, that's what I'm saying. And like all of the players who like played in the '80s are now either dead or because of their oxygen cannot actually communicate their disgust with new players. They've they've aged out one way or another. Yes. Um, that that that's humorous. But uh, the forty-year-old yeah. hockey player. <laughs> the forty-year-old uh, hockey player. The 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 thing I the thing I really think about 
Alpha Strike is that it's not a tough sell. No, I think that's the biggest all. thing. Is like it's like it's like you want to play Alpha Strike, you can play a complete game of Alpha Strike. Actually, more than a complete game of Alpha Strike with one box set, like an like an the like the Alpha Strike bot. Like if you have a friend who's already got the the rules and all that stuff. You just need the $25 star box, which is, you know, it's a box that has like four to seven minis. Um, like you play and those cost like 25 bucks, 30 bucks. Ooh. So like the actual barrier to entry, like at minimum, if you have a friend who's already playing is uh, 40 or I'm sorry, uh, $25, $25, yeah. uh, which is, I mean, that's you, you show me any other miniatures game that gives you an actual complete gameplay experience for that price and i would be shocked i think it's the only one in the market that that is like that uh probably probably i mean I, it's one of those games that i think will do really well um for i don't know two to three years and i think players will move on i, I generally see that with the smaller games is like people play them for about two or three years and then they're like okay we, we've had our fun with this game let's move on to the next thing i, I don't know you know someone pointed out on the discord alpha strike's actually pretty old i didn't know yeah, but, how old it was but it gets once it gets popular, it burns out after about three years. Yeah, I'm interested. I'm interested to see the the longevity. I don't know. It's it's pretty uh, pretty surprising. I don't know. We'll see. And because also you got to remember that Alpha Strike is a gateway game. It's designed to get people <laughs> into regular battle tech. I don't, so, think, like, I don't think that's working. <laughs> Pretty well, sure that's not working. <laughs> well, that, I, hey, it's that's the way that it, that's like the way all GW games work. Like it's all the little games are designed to filter you into the bigger games. Mm. So if you want to play, um, what what's it called? Warcry. You're that that Warcry is designed to get you into Age of Sigmar. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, and like a, a kill team is designed to get you into 40k. Mm -hmm. Um. That's just the way that those games work, and that's what they're there for. That's why Alpha Strike. It's a super popular game. It's because it's cheap, and it's easy to learn, and it's fun. And once, like, it's like what I say. It's like you're going to get super popular, burn out in three years, um, and then it's like a vast majority of the player base is probably going to move to actual BattleTech, BattleTech, and then they're going to be like, these rules make no sense. And then, and then there'll be the Alpha Strike resurgence. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they'll, they'll no. What there'll be is there'll be. Um, a solid core group of people who still play alpha strike and they're going to have like, they're going to exist mainly on Facebook talking about how um, they found these cool alpha strike models, you know, it was hidden away in a game store somewhere. Give <laughs> me the upvotes for finding these. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nah, that's, I mean, that, and that's just kind of like the life cycle and the normal life cycle of most games. It's like three to five years. Yeah, I mean, every game's yeah. on kind of like a like a boom bust, and then some re yeah. some really some some reach you know mega stability. So we'll see. Yes. Um, and speaking, well, actually not speaking. That's a terrible transition. <laughs> terrible, terrible transition. I actually did want to talk about uh, to shreds. You say <laughs> the shreds. You say <laughs> a follow up to last week's story about. Our our last cast story <laughs> about the the Gen Con Magic the Gathering heist. The heist. <laughs> oh my god, did you read this? Did you read about what happened? I, I, I Ashiel Shadowheart or whatever. Oh my god. What was his name? It was something like that. It was like the most like ridiculous fucking name ever. Uh Scott Fisher and Ashriel Lockhart. Ashriel Lockhart. That's what it was. It's okay. Recap for those who are our last listen to last cast. If you want to find out about the Magic the Gathering heist, but 
not too long after we had talked about it on the cast, the people, the guys responsible were were finally charged. They were caught, I think, in New York, right? I think that's who who ended up catching them, and then they were charged with in Indianapolis finally, because Indianapolis police are like, "Go darn it, they got away on one of those horseless carriages." Why are they um, Southerners? Because it's Indiana. It's, a, I, it's I, an Indiana but, sheriff. But that's just the vibes. It's not the audio. <laughs> it's true. So this is the way to communicate it instead of how, I, how people from Indiana normally communicate, which is <laughs> dur, dur, dur. <laughs> racist comment. Dur, dur, dur. Uh, I don't like black people. Dur, dur, dur. <laughs> yes, that's Indiana right there for you. I was born there. Uh, and 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 extremely weird billboards. That is that is another thing that they're 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 very frequently religious, but they're also very frequently very weird. I always see those ones as like Jesus is coming, and I literally want to erect a billboard of like Jesus porn right behind it <laughs> the, with the the He Man face from uh, <laughs> yes, just like and like a big stream of 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 uh, ropes, you know, <laughs> thrown ropes. I want Jesus throwing ropes in the next nice, billboard. Nice, yes, because I can't. Damn that state. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty rough, man. I one time was driving to my um, uncle's house. He lives in Indiana and they have uh, and I was driving past. A, we were going on a, like a back road kind of. Mm-hmm. It, this was like out in country Indiana. So, you know, five minutes from the Illinois border. And there was a house that I saw that had a back porch that was raised, a raised back porch coming off the back of the house. Not unusual, mm-hmm. but there was an eight foot privacy fence attached to the porch on the house. So like there was like, if you could imagine it, it was like, you know, ten feet off the ground. This porch comes off the house, and there's an eight foot fence attached to that porch. I'm just like, what? Who would who would think that that was a good idea? <laughs> like, that's why so would weird. anybody want that? Yeah, that's so weird. <laughs> well, they're. Just, I know why they did it because they live on a big empty property with no one around them, so they didn't want to put a huge privacy fence all around because people would still be able to see. So they were like, we're just going to put it up on our deck. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, you hillbillies. What are they doing? <laughs> anyway, back to normal things instead of be bitching about Indiana. <laughs> you know, Indiana used to be a good state to get cheap gas and cheap cigarettes. But mm, yes. not even anymore. Um, or pierogies. Ooh, pierogies. Yeah, I know. Well, they have pierogi fest in northwest Indiana, which is mm. technically still part of Chicago. But <laughs> it's it's northwest Indiana is Chicago for people who don't want to say they're from Chicago. So that way people don't look at them like they're gangbangers. Mm, I see. That yeah, because like I, I I told you that like I was in line in in Washington, D.C. And a guy was like, Chicago, a lot of people leave in Chicago. And oh, like, yeah. And you're like, no. <laughs> no, not not happening at all. And actually, yeah. I wanted to say, yeah, a lot of racists are leaving, which is awesome. <laughs> we're like, you know, that's not actually happening. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I, I said for 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 Euro listeners, I, I I hope you understand how weird America is and how different, not only how different every state is between each other, but you will have such a weird and different experience within the same state. It is yes, it is a very very strange place. Like yeah, it is just odd. Yeah, I, I don't know how uh, I don't know how other way to to put it. There's just there's we're weird, man. That's all I'm gonna say yeah. is we're weird. <laughs> yes, each each governmental unit is very very different from each other. Yeah, and even even in the same state, you'll have like towns that are very different. Like, uh, for example, Rockford. <laughs> yeah, Rockford. Like, oh, and like uh, in Florida, you've got like Miami and Daytona, 
uh, like let's go away. Um, <laughs> like Miami is a complete like if you were to go to Miami and spend like two weeks there and then go to Daytona and spend two weeks there, you would feel like you went to different countries and it's the same state. You'd literally feel like you were in a different country between each city. And I'm not kidding. It's that is that that is the vibes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And you know, one, you have like, I'm going to wear this really cool hat with a Bahama shirt, some nice shorts, some good sandals. And I'm going to have some like delicious Cuban food. And then the other one, it's just like, yeah, no, it's, it's, it, it really is true. It's, it, that's it. It's, it's a weird, it's a weird place, man. I'm sure one of our German listeners is like, yeah, so it's the same in the, in the town of Dunkelhorf. Uh, you know what? Dunkelhorf, everything if, is backwards. If we have anyone from Brazil, uh, congratulations on being America. Yeah. <laughs> I like I've been watching uh I've been watching a, a a new VTuber from Brazil and uh she did a stream where they were th- where she was talking like she was like introducing everyone to like Brazil and like talking about different places in Brazil and like I'm not even fucking kidding Brazil and America are like almost the same place it is so fucking weird it's uh... like she's like this she's like Sao Paulo is really like this and then like the, and then like they're like oh, and it's like the, and then it's like oh that's like you know california in or uh that's like los angeles and then like and like and this place blah blah blah. it's like oh that's like new york she's like yeah it is kind of like new york it's it was i was kind of surprised and of course people walking around with machine guns same in same in brazil yeah yeah i've seen the movie i've seen the movie city of god i know what it's like i worked on the west side it's the same thing um go watch city of god it's an amazing movie that that is a really good movie Uh, isn't that uh that's about sao paulo right uh yes i believe so I, think I haven't seen it in like 25 years. Yeah, it's yeah, I, the same. It's been a super. I remember liking it a lot, but I also remember being very, very um, depressed. Uh, well, that the, the, yes, the depression part, but also the um, uh, the, the the memories are vague. But I do remember being good. Yes. All right. So back to our back to the story. Back to the story. Back yes, to yes, the story. Yes, 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 yes. Um. So, basically, these two guys, um, they. Uh, they were wearing a, a t-shirt for their own game. So their names were Dunbar and Guillaume. They designed the game Castle Assault in 2015. We're wearing the t-shirt. Sometime, according to the what happened was, was that they bought their tickets for Gen Con and then changed their name on the registration to Scott Fisher and Ashriel Lockhart. All right. <laughs> then they tried. I can't to even get- contain it. <laughs> Then they tried to get into the Asmodee Atomic Mass Games booth. Like, there's actually a picture of the guy trying to get into the back of the booth. <laughs> um, and, and, like, the only thing that, that this guy could have that would be better is if he was wearing cargo shorts. I think that would complete this guy's look as being the typical gamer. Yeah, but yeah, he, absolutely. He, yeah, he is not wearing uh, cargo pants. Boot, uh, cargo shorts which is depressing really sh- you really should have been that would have that would have that would have been uh that would have been the perfection on it you know what when we make the film app when we you when you and i produce and release the film adaptation of the heist we'll, we'll make sure he's in cargo shorts yes and he has to like reach into his like like we, we i think we'll get pat b to play this character because pat b loves cargo shorts so yeah, no, it, it, no well, I, I don't know. Pat B looks fine in cargo shorts. We need to get someone who looks really, really awkward in cargo shorts. I, I don't think there's I don't think people look awkward in cargo shorts. I just think cargo shorts are are just really shitty pants. Like they're just they look terrible on everybody. 
No, and I'm not joking. I think that they are legit one of the worst fashion trends known to mankind. <laughs> I don't know, man. Khakis are pretty bad. Like, what do you what do you need cargo pants for? What what, what are you possibly putting in all those pockets? Think about it, Steve. Wait, I mean, for like a kid, a little kid, he's got a yo-yo in there. He's got some bubble gum, maybe a baseball card. One That's dice. Kind of, yeah, yeah. He's he, yeah. He's got. I got some dice. I can shoot in the alley. Um. Yeah. He's got all that stuff. Maybe a fig Newton bar in there. And what, what does a grown ass adult need cargo pants for? Well, maybe they also want to carry around fig Newtons. Well, I mean, you can carry around a fig Newton, but you don't have to have it inside of cargo pants. What do you get? <laughs> Just in case I get hungry on this walk, I'm gonna I'm gonna carry my fig Newton. Yeah. Just in, case, <laughs> in case I get hungry as I'm walking around the Home Depot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and by the way that this uh so yeah he tried to break into the this uh, the atomic mass games thing and the contractor who like wouldn't let him in like they tried to talk their way into it and he the guy was like no it was like the epitome of a of of a ttrpg <laughs> when like the players are trying to talk to a guard and the rule specifically states no amount of charisma will get past this guard that's right uh like, oh. they legit say that and but the players keep on trying like, they keep on trying and this guy's like no you can't get in I'll, here i'll change my name to ashriel lockhart <laughs> yes exactly oh. and so the two just took a picture of the guys as they were walking away so he's like good. yeah this isn't good uh and i Ooh, like how they were like I was say I almost forgot. Big uh, Newton mentioned, so I have to. Ooey gooey, Richard Chewy inside. Tender flicky, golden kicky outside. Put the inside in the good. In the in the put the inside in the outside. Is it good? Darn tootin, tootin, big, big, big Newton, Newton. <laughs> I don't know that whole song, but I'm, I'm, that, I'm I, glad I, you do. I think that is the whole song. I, I did, that's what I'm saying. I was like, I don't know that whole song, but yeah. I, I know the basics of it. I, yeah. I think I know it. For, I, I I actually know it from uh, the Simpsons. I yep. don't know. It, I don't know it from the Fig Newton commercial. I actually know it from the Simpsons. Well, yeah, they discontinued the Fig Newton commercial before we were even born. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Sad. I, that was just one of those. You know, you know, speaking of commercials, to a complete total tangent, but someone brought it up the other day. Uh, do you remember the fucking Campbell's soup commercial with the snowman who melts yeah. into a child? That commercial was like Eldrick, like Eldritch. Like, look, that was like a terrifying commercial to me. I, I don't know about you, but like that commercial always kind of freaked me out. Apparently they still play it on on a normal TV during Oof. the winter time. Oof. As a person, because but I don't know, I haven't watched regular TV in years. Same. Uh, <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> here you go. This is um, and the, here we go. Another clue. By the way, they use the word clue in this <laughs> article. Just because this was such a a daunting piece of police work, I, I can't. It's so funny. It's like top to yeah. bottom. It's like a comedy sketch. Like it really is. <laughs> it's Another like, clue it's... <laughs> that leads to the arrest came out on August eighth, when an attorney called the detective in charge of the case. He stated that he represented an unnamed client who was in possession of the stolen cards. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking. The attorney stated that his client was coerced into purchasing a pallet of merchandise by an individual named Jeff. For $4,000 <laughs> and instructed the attorney to reach out to the detective after he learned about the theft online. Um, the recovered product was confirmed to be Magic the Gathering cards, which were sold from pastimes at Gen Con. A total retail value of the product is just under $200,000. Now, here's that that's the part I wanted to hit because there was an interesting thing um, where they were charged with the theft of $300,000 worth of product. Mm -hmm. And um, it was stolen from pastimes and uh i think you don't you work with pastimes 
they uh, they uh, they are they are they 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 they're a game store. So yeah, they're a game store. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're a game store. So we work with them. Yeah, no, pastimes, good 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 stuff. Yeah. So, but I think pastimes. They're, yeah. they're a Chicago FLGS. Yeah. So did pastimes inflate the amount of the the, the theft so that they can get better insurance? Yeah. No, no. If if it was a pallet, if it was a pallet of Commander Masters, that's probably the that's probably the price. Uh, you I, I thought there maybe was some sort of other conspiracy going on here. No, no, no. That 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 was that was uh the, this. I mean, I wonder if did, did that lawyer so. It, the lawyer was uh, was for one of the the thieves, right? Like obviously. No, the the lawyer was um that uh, the guy who bought the cards for four thousand dollars is lawyer. I believe. Oh, that's an. Oh, I thought I thought that I thought maybe yeah. that was one of the heisters trying to like get out of it by saying that like, oh no, I bought these for a really low price. Uh... <laughs> I mean, that might be the the thing, but from this article that I'm reading, it's that some guy was coerced to buy it for four k, right? Okay, and then. The guy, that guy contacted the lawyer and said, look, I have all of these cards. Um, they need to get I, like I want to turn these people in who I bought it from. Got it. Yeah. OK, no. So, yeah, no, the 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 four that four thousand dollars would like not even kidding. Like that dude bought three hundred grand in magic cards for four thousand dollars. <laughs> so the dude was like so they were like, hey, you want to buy this pallet? And the, the dude's like, yeah. And he was like, we'll give it to you for four thousand dollars. So the guy bought it for four thousand dollars. Then he saw that there was the theft at Gen Con, and he was like, "Oh no!" Yeah. So he contacted <laughs> the lawyer and said, "Look, I have the the stuff that they stole. Uh, um, got it. Didn't know that it was stolen at the time, but no once I found out it was stolen, I wanted to turn him in." Right. Right. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, that that's that that person dubious. All I'm gonna say is that dubious. Like, you don't you think that he might be in on it? I, I mm, that I wouldn't say. But I would say that if you if you know magic cards, you'd you'd know damn fucking well that no one is selling a pallet of fucking magic cards for four thousand dollars. Like that's I, oh, I completely agree. I just I just don't think Jeff was part of the heist because yeah, no, I I agree with that. It, if but, Jeff was part of the heist, um, Ashriel Lockhart would probably flip on him in an instant. Yeah, immediately. Uh, immediately. Ashriel Lockhart would give him up to the authorities. No, no, it's more like um. It's like if if you're if you know magic, like you know you know damn well what you were buying. Like that's that's that'd be you know that'd be you remember that um that gi- that ridiculous Citadel collection that someone posted uh, that was uh, available for sale in the UK for pickup. Yes, yeah. That would have been like if someone brought that to you, Joe, and was like, "Hey, man, uh, I got these minis. I you know whatever. I don't really want them, but you know I don't know. Do you want do you want this collection for like uh, a grand?" Yeah, yeah. That, no, that, you'd know. Exi- you'd be like, "This is fucking stolen." Like, you'd immediately know. <laughs> you'd be like, "This guy stole this." <laughs> I mean, I do remember that one story. It happened a couple years ago, probably about ten years ago at this point, about the guy who was working at a Goodwill, and this woman brought her in her son's collection. Like, her son had died, and she brought in his massive fantasy collection, Warhammer collection. It was like tens of thousands of dollars worth of of stuff, like nicely painted. And she was like, "I don't know what to do with this." Um, I just want to give it to Goodwill. And the guy was like, listen, you're not going to give this to Goodwill. We're going to sell it and we're going to do this and this and I'm going to help you on this one. Yep. So he was like one of the good guys with it. Yep. I do but, remember that. Yeah, he helped. It. They ended up uh, they ended up helping her to sell everything. And she got basically like she got enough money to retire. It was it yeah. was like it was like a sad story, but also like happy ending story. Yeah, I wouldn't have done that. I would have just taken the minis and been like mine. Well, yeah, but we're heartless. Yes. Very true. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm kidding. I would I would never have done that. I would never let I would never let someone make that kind of mistake. That I would be, I, would, I could never live with myself. Yeah, and that's 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 why you're a beta, Steve. Yeah, you know, I know. Good, good. Have have a, trying to trying to live by the philosophy of good uh good thoughts, good words, good deeds definitely makes you a beta. It's true. Beta. <laughs> it's true. So anyway, um, and this is the last thing that I really liked, and it's just like it's a wonderful little detail. Um, so they they took uh the pallet. The men were seen with a red hand cart taking the unwrapped boxes through the skywalk to the attached garage. After leaving the garage to return the handcart, the men returned to the garage, and five minutes later, a red Nissan Murano with a New York license plate left the garage. The Nissan Murano. <laughs> yes. Um, Included in the affidavit is a still from a raceway security camera that shows the boxes stacked in the back of the Murano. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's so it's so funny. Like I. I don't, I don't know, man. It's just, it's so, it's so goofy. It's, just, it's, it's like, it's really the most, like, no one was really hurt by this whole thing. I mean, yeah, Pastimes was out a ton of product, but I'm sure yeah. insurance would have covered it. Yeah, it's, you know, I mean, obviously it's not something you want to happen, but what, what a goofy, what a goof, what, like, what were they thinking? Like, and oh, so after our last cast, I was really thinking that you could, if you were quick enough and, it's a and you were able to get rid of all of the product like let's let's say like the smartest way of doing it would be opening up every box yes if you open if you open it up and just if you open it up it, there's no way to prove that it there's was no way to track that the, the product because yeah. i'm sure the boxes probably have serial numbers or something on there where you could track it that way yes yeah yeah uh boxes and i think packs have uh identifying marks on them yeah exactly so if you opened up all the packs and all the boxes and just like shredded all of that mm -hmm. Or, or incinerated all of that yeah there'd be no way to trace at least the product right yeah they they could they they could they would have to um yeah i don't know so i don't know i, I mean i'm obviously i'm not a fucking lawyer but like i know like isn't like having like for example like with murder like isn't having a body like incredibly like integral to like bringing the charges about yes if there is a body the murder charges can like you can actually probably convict Okay. for murder okay but if now, there's no body there's no there's no crime most of the time like it's much harder for a prosecutor to prove that you murdered someone if there is no body okay so that's what was that's what happened to scott peterson in in uh remember scott peterson you think he was in bloomingdale oh yeah, yeah yeah when he killed his wife i remember that yeah he killed two wives oh that's right and they they did but they found him they found one of them. I don't know if they found this. I don't oh, remember if they found the second yes, one. Yes, they, they found one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Okay. Um, he talked like this all the time because he's a Chicago cop. That's right. And then he got busted and he's good. Definitely. Convicted. Yeah. Um, yeah. So is it the same for larceny? Like, example, if, if if you know, we'll go to the same thing. If they could not recover the stolen goods and I was just like, I don't know. It's, I didn't I didn't keep it. <laughs> I just now, I, so I think that they had. Well, this is the reason why it's it's funny is because there's such a trail of evidence that these guys were in possession <laughs> yeah, of the a, product. A, a comical trail of evidence, a comical trail of evidence. So, like, let's say that there was no clean shot of them mm -hmm. with the product. Right. It would be much harder to prove that. Okay. But because they were filmed taking the product, carrying it to a garage, and then driving out of the garage. In the Murano. In a Murano with the with product in their car. Murano is traced to them. They are wearing T-shirts that's for a game that they started. Mm -hmm. It's like the, the level of, of evidence is comical. So if for some odd reason they were able to, like, let's say they did it and they had, like, 
you know, a lot of prosthetics on, mm-hmm. you know, just like enough that it was to, you know, they got some of those good masks and everything like that. Sure. Yeah. They would or like cosplay, like if they did like that would be the way to do it at Gen Con is you wear like ridiculous cosplay and then you go do that and you that's that's true. You once once you take it into like the garage and like you find a blind spot in the cameras, you take off all your cosplay and then you you go on from there and then you put it inside of a um I don't know, a a car that you bought for a hundred dollars with no license plates on it or fake license plates on it in the trunk so you can actually put the product in there and not in the back seat, you probably could get away with it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I figured like once you have the product, if you if you destroy the the packaging and uh just you know take the singles, there's no actual like they can be like, Well, we're pretty sure that this guy stole it, but we can't be we can't yeah, exactly. And all you have to do is you just put the product up on eBay. You don't even have the physical product available for anybody to look at. Yeah, you just you just sell the singles. No, no, I can I can see it. It's like the the it's funny. There's there's this there was a similar like comedic level heist a while ago um, for Pokemon actually. I don't know if you I, I don't think I don't think I talked about this one uh, in, on, on any cast or well, on the, someone uh, it was like at a like at a tournament someone got their shit stolen. No, 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 no. This is it's more ridiculous than that. So someone came in to sell someone came into a game store to sell Pokemon cards. Yeah. And what they came in to sell with was a Titanic stack of the rarest cards from a Pokemon set. And like we're talking like uh like a like thousands of copies of the rarest card oh yeah they stole they, he was from the factory right from the factory he yeah stole we, we covered that on the line. cast we Did covered we? that okay yeah. yeah yeah he stole yeah so he stole it from the production line and the, the store owner was like there's no fucking way that this guy has like he's like this is insane like this is impossible and then he eventually figured it out and it's like oh yep stole it we we found it and yeah he got busted immediately yeah. um yeah the it's 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 kind of it's it's similar it's just I am like, like I could never do it. My stomach wouldn't be able to handle the anxiety of a thousand. Oh, dude, I, I can't. I I can't even be in a. I, I I can't even be in a bank. Like I can't walk into a bank anymore. Like I'm completely like I can't be inside places. It's bad. <laughs> like, there's no way I could do it. Yeah, I mean, like for for me personally though, it's like the risk is not worth the reward. No, definitely not. But I mean, for these guys, it may have been, and they thought they could have gotten away with it. But it's like. Haven't you watched a single fucking movie in your life? Don't yeah. you know how heists work? Yeah, you need to plan. Like, there's you need like, to there's, plan this. Yeah, like there's got to be a plan. Like you can't well, just, it, like yeah. opportunity crimes or something like when a when a when a magic player steals another player's deck. Like that's an opportunity crime. And like okay, yeah, like you're you know you're being a dickhead. Like, but at least that like I could see, you know that that's something where you're not gonna need to fucking plan because that's not a heist. That's just a, a what is it? it's just a crime of opportunity right yeah it's just a theft that's yeah. all it is it's, yeah, it's yeah. Just a theft. well and that's that's the thing that drives me nuts on this is that it wasn't a crime of opportunity yeah. because they planned it by getting fake names yeah, like they, they planned it badly <laughs> yeah so at least there was some forethought forethought for these guys that are like you know what you know if we use our own names they're going to be able to track us we got to come up with fake names mm. i'm gonna be Asheville Lockhart. <laughs> you know and it's like and not only that these guys are going to jail and they're getting ridiculed by two guys who have nothing better to do with their Saturday mornings than to talk about it. Yeah. 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 I am superior to these two in every way. Uh, I mean, I, I will say yes. And I would say that all of our listeners are as well. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> one of our, one of our listeners sent us the, the saga of Rivenstone. Have you seen this from broken anvil games? Uh, it was the Kickstarter. Oh, right. Yes. That, that's like, 
apparently, so Rivenstone was a Kickstarter that finished up, um, I don't know, a while ago. And it, yeah. it was a bunch of new minis. Oh, April twenty, uh, April of twenty twenty two is when it, it it dropped. Yes, when it would have finished its Kickstarter. It was a it's a skirmish game with with minis involved with it. Some it's nice looking. It was a little on the expensive side. Yeah, it looks like it, it's very very War Machine. It's very War Machine. It it's a little expensive, but I mean it's a Kickstarter. Um, tokens, minis, cards. It's the the normal thing. But apparently. The company that was doing it, like, um, they started like a pyramid scheme of funding. It's it's very similar to what happened with soda pop minis, mm. where they would get money through a game, use that money to fund one project, and then start another Kickstarter to fund the project that they took the money from in the first place. Yeah, yeah. They they, they the, the the literal definition of robbing Peter to pay Paul. Yeah, and it's not necessarily a um. A pyramid scheme but it's pretty close no it's like a i don't know i would say i i would say that's not a scheme i would say that's a that's a that's a like de, that's like degen gambling like it's like that's what it is it's really really like you're you are gambling and you're gambling with other people's money yeah it's it's like gambling it's um it's just poor business practices is what it is yeah, yeah really because because you have you have you have product that you you haven't made and you're like going well well we don't have enough money for this first product but we're gonna go to the next product. and that's and that's something you know it's well, i think we talked about before like people not taking any care to plan their kickstarters and understand because 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 you know we um i think there's like a there's like a thing with kickstarter for like a lot of people where where they set the goal low to try and um entice people into yeah it. yes they're trying to entice people like they're not actually setting a goal that's realistic it's not a goal that like people are going to or not people i shouldn't say uh they're setting a goal that if they made the goal they wouldn't be able to make the game like if they just made the goal they would not actually yeah. be able to produce the game so like rivenstone had its pledge goal being at a hundred thousand dollars which is probably not bad but for a game that's, you know, got minis in it, as well as cardboard and cards in a post-COVID, you know, with shipping as, as it is, mm -hmm. $100,000 is probably not enough. Yeah, that that's the, it's, it's, you know, very frequently it's shipping. Sometimes it's production. There's, there's, there's so many factors you have to account for where like, 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 I mean, I mean, we've got some listeners who ran successful Kickstarters. So I mean, they, they know, uh, and I'm sure, I'm sure they, they planned it out and we're sure basically like. I don't know if I was going to run a Kickstarter, I would, you know, talk to everyone I could to try and figure out what the budget is. And I would make my Kickstarter goal double that budget. Like mm -hmm. if, 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 if I talked to like production and artists and like I calculated the, the cost of the game to make money, like to be a profitable game. If I was like, okay, it's, they're like, it's $50,000. I'm like, okay, $50,000 could produce this game, get it on the market. I would absolutely set my Kickstarter goal at a hundred thousand dollars. Cause you need to have, cushion because if you're if you're razor thin one problem and you you get flipped up because i think i think uh ninja division had uh, a production or shipping issue and that like their budget like exploded like it was like it was over like because they were they were very close to it was one of those things where like they they you know they raised a hundred and ten thousand and they needed like when they raised the hundred and ten thousand they needed like a hundred and eight thousand so they were like just over the line and then one big production slip up or one shipping slip up and suddenly they're upside down. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And so that's, yeah, basically what happened was 
they for this game in particular they got all the kickstarter stuff they hired all the talent to make the game Mm -hmm. and they weren't making any money so they diverted all of their efforts into forged which was a game that was which was just minis it was like reaper bones Mm. and then that made uh, you know about two hundred and fifty thousand dollars but i guess that um he the the guy who did it didn't make as much money as they wanted to and once again they put like the minimum is fifty thousand dollars it made two hundred and fifty thousand dollars which is great but it wasn't enough money to cover both the cost of uh rivenstone and forged so that was like that's what happened it fell apart right there and so now they're like they're 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 selling the company for like a dollar but you have to take on all of the company's debts yeah 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 it was like it was like basically you're buying losing money yeah um so yeah and yeah and everyone who was doing there got um uh the they they all got laid off and of course because the company couldn't make money on what they were trying to do yeah no one was paid i'm sure and especially it doesn't help for two things on this i think two things are important for people to to remember when they're looking at both of these kickstarters rivenstone itself is not a very unique looking game yeah it is it looks looks very early 2000s late 90s is what it looks like uh big big shoulders make large huge tiny head yeah um it's very it's very early 2000s and you know there's already games that fill this niche you're Uh, not giving anything different yeah i mean i i like i don't know It, it it's this one seems to have been um, ego death. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. It seems to have been killed by the the, the guy who was um, uh, running in massive yeah. ego. And then there was and forged. You're literally you'd be paying all of this money, and it's essentially like no different than Reaper Bones. <laughs> like it's it's not you're getting and you're getting physical copies when most people are at this point are going digital for three D printing. Mm-hmm. Like, so, like, you get, for 40 bucks, you get 17 figures. Like, that's a ridiculous amount of money for 17 figures. That's pretty expensive. Yeah. And, like, if you want the the whole thing, you got to pay 360 bucks for it. And it's like, no one's going to do that. Mm -hmm. I think, actually, some people did. Let me see. 78 people did. Yeah. Uh, But most people paid 120 bucks, and you got 65 minis. Um, It's about two bucks a mini. It's not terrible. But still, yeah, two, two bucks a figure is a good price. Yes, but even still, it's very dated in this tw- in twenty twenty three. Yes, yeah, that you could absolutely like tell that this dude was an old head like player, and like that's how it was designed. And it's like that yeah. that's not the market anymore, man. Like you can't for you yeah can't for one hundred twenty bucks, you could literally buy a three D printer and then print all of these figures. Yeah, yeah, it's like you can't uh, you can't do it like that. Like and that, and that's I think that's like for me, like if I was gonna do. Um, like a minis Kickstarter, I would want to do the most contemporary style I could. So I would absolutely have it uh, be an uh, upgradable, purchasable tier thing. So like, for example, I would sell the game as STLs, but also have a physical version. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's I think that's the best way to do it because then you 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 hit all angles. So like guys with three D printers, they can get in on it because they can do the. Uh, 
Yeah, they could they could print their own figures essentially. Right, and the, and then guys who don't have 3D printers or don't want to fuck with 3D printers, they can just go to the higher tier and just get. I'll send them the figures. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, yeah. You could print them out and send them out. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a great. I think that's just a great um, model to be a contemporary game because uh, I think you should I think you should hit every angle and you're gonna make more money too uh, as well, yeah. which is which is good. You know, because you got guys. We're gonna buy the the STLs, and you could even do the authorized. Like, if you wanted to, you could even add the authorized um, seller thing, because I know that's like a big uh, thing oh, yeah. uh, as well. Because I know there's a there's a bunch of guys on Etsy who do uh, 3D printed stuff. Uh, oh yeah, and and they're you know it's I, I think it's cool. I think it's really cool, and and I think and and I think it's uh, uh, I think it's smart. I think it's I think it's a smart way to do it, and that you know you're you're because fighting again like. You're not. You can't fight against 3D printing at this point. Yeah. Like I know. I know Workshop is trying, but like no. Like <laughs> it's not gonna work, bro. Just just do what you're doing because you're not gonna you're not gonna stop 3D printing. You know, one of the things I absolutely you brought up about authorized selling with 3D printers, and it's like I appreciate it, and I think it's good that people will do that for Etsy shops and things like that online. Mm-hmm. However, it's just like you know, you know, you want me to you want me to give you a license so that I could print minis that you obviously ripped off a company that sculpted and painted their own minis <laughs> so that, so that way you could make more money off of, off of what this person already did. Well, like, maybe not the rip off, maybe not the rip off part. I'll say, I'll say I'll authorize you to sell my official files. <laughs> yeah. I mean like the guy who obviously is doing their version of space Marines, it's like, or, or even worse, the guys who do the star Wars stuff. And it's not even like, these are pretend Star Wars stuff. This is like straight one for one rip yeah. Star Wars stuff, and yeah. they want me to pay them so that I could print their ripoff files. Yeah, that's pretty. Hmm. That's, yeah, that's that's. Yeah, I agree with. That. I know. I know what you're saying, and I agree with that. Um, one thing that um I did want to talk about actually with 3D printing today, so that's actually a decent segue. Hey, nice. Is uh, I do want to I want to start recommending more pa- uh like Patreons for 3d printing because mm-hmm. i know some people do ask but one that i did want in particular recently is i've been using a lot for my D games is artisan guild uh artisan guild and they're the ones who i sent with the the tomb king ratman oh tomb yeah king. very cool very very cool looking very cool idea yeah they are a company they've been around for a couple years at this point and every month what they do is they release a different like faction in quotation marks. So it's kind of a full little war band for one particular style or whatever you're looking for. And it's usually filled out pretty well. They usually give you a nice big creature, a leader, a couple goons and like a hero character. And then they'll always do a pinup too for the guys who like cheesecake. Mm. So like, if you like, like, you get, you get your goblin set. You'll get a couple, you know, multi-part goblins, some goblin wolf riders, a goblin leader on some sort of monster, and then you'll get like a, a goblin with a thick booty for the for the guys who like the cheesecake. So, for example, with the Tomb King Skaven, there is a um, a cheesecake Skaven character there, dressed in a belly dancer outfit with big boobies and a butt. That's awesome. <laughs> so that's that's there for you. But they also have the um, what's it called? The Necro Sphinx, but it's just a big rat, <laughs> which is really cool looking. Yeah, yeah, it's very, it's a very, very cool uh, army. I think you could use that as a um, a help hit abomination. Yeah, you you, you use it as a help hit abomination or a Necro Sphinx because you could also use it as, you know, Tomb Kings. Yeah, why not? Uh, yeah, you could use the, the our um, what the heck? You could use it. As, you could you could use it as Tomb Kings or you could use it as uh. 
what's that uh the the guard fuck i can't remember their name the mortark the mortark yeah. the orciak yeah, yeah. the orciak bone reapers yeah 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 you could use bone that reapers. The bone reapers because you can use you could use their uh their basic infantry as the skaven infantry and then uh yeah, i mean bigger figures yeah it would work they're really good for gw proxies for some things but they also are just really good for D D. i've used two of their sets um ad nauseum for my latest D game um their assassins guild are really great kind of thieves or, or brigands and that sort of stuff mm. and i also use their their kobold set which is really fantastic um cool. yeah i mean i the thing with kobolds you're spoiled for kobolds in 3d printing there's oh, yeah. every every person has done their own version of kobold so you just kind of got to find your style of kobold what do you like mm-hmm. um and i really like artisan guild um another one is epic minis who has theirs and i like theirs as well but kobold minis i know artisan guilds minis i think are chunky enough that i really enjoy painting them but they're not too complicated they're also pretty simplistic so you don't have to worry too much about them on that end but i that's just i, I wanted to recommend them i really enjoy enjoy their their figures and i like seeing what they come up with every month this one month they have some uh northmen figures so if you want some like vikings or or chaos uh you know just non non-chaos warriors what are those marauders some mm-hmm. good chaos northmen marauders that's good for that so that's a recommend yeah that's cool okay. yeah i really like the idea of having um like geographical themes to your army as well especially for skaven i was like i was like oh that's really cool because you know if you wanted to have you know, like uh, a theme to your army. Like, you know, if you already had like a Tomb Kings army or you had like an Araby army, like what a cool compliment to that army to have like, uh, oh, the Skaven, but they're also like in the same place. Like Arabian nights. Like Arabian days. It's hotter than hot. There's one I should maybe I'll I'll see if I can send it to you. Um, They did some uh, Murlocs. Remember Murlocs from World of Warcraft? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, I do remember the Murloc. I I do. (laughs) I did like a little Murloc army, but the leader for it is riding this giant Kraken. (laughs) It's pretty nice. Yes. Uh, So, yes, you could have Murlocs and you could have Kraken. And the the Murloc, uh, one of the characters is one of those... uh, abyssal fish that have like the little glow thing over their head mm-hmm. so you could do some really nice osl work with it nice. i just i saw that because i think one of the later uh encounters in the in the book that i'm doing for D has the the, the fishman whatever the D fishmen are called uh there's actually more than one type of fish <laughs> you know what i mean yeah it's yeah, like yeah. the goon fishman so i think there's sogwain i think sogwain is uh i don't know nah, that's, that's, i don't know if that's the right way to say it that's not the one I'm thinking of, though. Uh, but yeah. So anyway, uh, sa- sa- how- sa- Sahugan, Sahugan. I don't know how to fucking say it. <laughs> I really don't like. But the, those are the, those are the Forgotten Realms fishermen. They look like creature from the Black Lagoon. Okay, no, that's this, these are a little more fishy fish. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. It's like there's so many damn fishmen. Oh, oh, is it the Kuatoa? Mm, no. No, no, no. God damn, dude. Why are there so many fish races? <laughs> I don't know, because there's a lot of water in D D. Kuatoa are like uh piranha, but they're like they're like dwarf piranha. They're they're like mm-hmm. they're humanoid, they're like dwarf-sized humanoids, but they they're like piranha. Mm, uh, no, that, I, I that's, think these are the ones I'm thinking of. That's that's all that's all I got. I know there are more fish races, but that's all that's all I got. Yeah. Um uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not 100% sure which one it is. I'll have to look. It doesn't it does not matter. Nah. This is fun though. Yeah, exactly. It's fun. 
It's just fun. <laughs> um, and so finally, I did want to go over the GW uh, Nova releases. So oh, I, so I, com I completely have. I have been uh, I've been completely out of the loop. I forgot that there was Nova happening. Yes, Nova's happening right now. So a bunch of people are playing 40K right now with the same army lists. <laughs> but they, when, one thing I did want to comment on that I thought was interesting is they released, they showed a bunch of new 40K Space Marine stuff, right? Mm -hmm. What I thought was interesting is that they created a new jump pack captain for the Intercessors, and he looks like an old school jump pack captain, not like one of the newer ones that they have. So I was wondering, I'm wondering if they, if GW is slowly moving the Primaris towards the older um, aesthetic, so that way they can get back to their old aesthetic for Space Marines with like wonder. newer models and not worry about the size difference. Huh. I wonder. Because they did that and they also did Space Marine Scouts as well. And the new Space Marine Scouts are definitely Primaris scaled, but they look like older Scouts. Hmm. So I, I thought it was like, so what they do is they take the old figures, you know, the the firstborn or whatever they call them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make them, make them obsolete with the new figures that look completely different. And then once people stop playing the firstborn, they move all of the new Primaris stuff towards what the old firstborn aesthetic looks like. <laughs> yeah, I thought, I thought scouts were gone. So a scout coming back is interesting. Yeah. Um, um, did you see the... New brute and trug, the trogat, uh, the troll, troll, trogoth king. Sorry, uh, I did see that guy. I, I didn't know he was from Nova, but yeah, yeah, I just like, he's got the giant fucking horns and like all the bullshit yes. on his back. That guy looks fucking awesome. <laughs> he does. That that model is is a is a fantastic Rackham model. It looks fantastic. Well, you know they have a bunch of Rackham uh, ex Rackham employees working for him, right? Yes, they have them in a basement somewhere, feeding them baguettes and brie, delicious baguettes and brie. But yeah, no, that 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 thing looks fucking. Awesome. How can they design their trolls? You'll give us this inferior British wine. <laughs> yeah, no, he looks fucking, he looks sick as shit. Uh, I also love the new Iron Jaws. Uh, yeah, that was yeah, the next thing. Yeah, the they new look, Iron Jaws. Um, awesome. Which, you know, why they probably designed those is probably because the black orcs that they had for the line are getting rolled back into Old World. Really? I thought they, I thought they were going to be in both. They might be in both, but I'm pretty sure that they're going to be phasing out the Black Orcs from the Iron Jaws line, putting them back into Old World so that way you don't have to double dip. Even though it makes sense to double dip, I don't think that they want to double dip. Yeah, I would, I would be get confused. I'd be surprised if they fully cancel those those Black Orcs because they're like they've been a staple for the army like for well, quite it's, a while. It's, it's was pretty soon fantasy in, in Games Workshop is going to become like the Mr. Burns meme where he's like ketchup cats up <laughs> yes old world age of sigmar old world age of sigmar yes i could see it but yeah no the, the new the new iron just look awesome they i really like the flail guys and um I'm, I'm also very excited about the gigantic pig that thing's really fucking cool the gigantic pig yeah the gigantic it's not it, it that was a preview from a while ago but like it's a massive massive uh pig War. rider yeah it's great and um, they're going to be doing a new Horus Heresy like army box for the Mark III. They're upscaling the Mark III armor. Um, it's a really it's it's gorgeous. Like looking at the the Horus Heresy stuff in this box set, I'm like, God damn, that's pretty looking. <laughs> they, I mean, have the, they have the really cool. Uh, I really like the the Horus Heresy dreadnoughts. The they're yeah. like they've got those like kind of like 
the contemptor style yeah 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 yeah. they kind of i don't know they kind of look like battletech guys to me <laughs> yeah i mean well they they look like actual like robots yeah 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 which is right. fun the, uh, yeah the, the box set roman with a i think it's called a derdeo derdeo mm. dreadnought and they you know it's just like an anti-aircraft or just like an ordnance dreadnought it's just really cool but this is the time it's coming out in plastic they're also doing a new plastic land raider that looks like the old football land raider Mm-hmm. Um, they had those in Forge World and Resident for a long time. I have one, but now they're doing it in plastic. So if you want to go back to like a Rogue Trader style army, you could use those those um, Land Raiders. So that way it can it looks more like that aesthetic. Mm. So that's cool. I'm I'm interested in seeing how much that box goes for because I'm I'm going to pick it up because I re- just really love those Mark III Marines. They're just yeah, you they're know. This is what I say about Games Workshop is like I can print those minis out, but yet those are so much prettier than anything I can print that it's worth buying them for me. Yep. That, that, I mean, if I think that is legitimately the workshop's, workshop strategy against 3D printing. And honestly, pretty smart. Like, just like, yeah, you can 3D print, but our models are better. <laughs> like, like, that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, and that's like, so it all depends on your level of uh, of care about the mm-hmm. thing it's like do you care that these models do not look as good as the originals no then you feel free to play with whatever you want yes you know you, you're probably gonna buy the the gw stuff and speaking of the new warcry box set hunter and hunted is similar to that because you have the uh you finally get what was it the the ogres the um uh what are the, not flayed ones gorgers oh yes 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 the, they're releasing plastic gorgers just in time for the old world which yes, won't yeah. have ogres in it. <laughs> yeah, you were talking. Yeah, you. But you were you were talking about that, like they're slowly updating the Ogre Kingdoms line through Warcry, <laughs> through Warcry and uh, Shadespire. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like what? You're finally getting Plastic Hunter. You're getting Plastic Gorgers. It's like what else? Yeah, it's all coming. It's all coming in other games. <laughs> There'll be a complete Ogre Kingdoms army released, not in any mainline game. <laughs> yeah, one day, one day there'll be a complete Ogre Kingdom plastic army. <laughs> I'm trying to think. The only thing that they have yet to do is like Yetis. I think uh, are the only plastic that is yet to be released for them. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I because the God, those old Yetis were so terrible. Uh, yeah, they're pretty bad. And, and, and funnily enough, they're. Well, actually, I don't know if they're good now, but at one point they were fucking insanely strong in Age of Sigmar. Like, yeah. they were ridiculously good. And it was funny because, like, nobody had those models, so, like, nobody used them. And the, one of the reviewers was like, yeah, so these are, these are like, borderline broken, but nobody owns these models, so you'll never have to worry about them in a tournament. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the, the ogre stuff, I remember, like, nowadays that six that ogre stuff doesn't look good. Most of it's really bad. Uh, the, the the bulls and the iron guts still look fine. Now, yeah, but I mean, like, they look fine, but in comparison to what you could do now with minis, they look really bad. Yeah, I mean, in comparison, they're definitely they're 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 definitely lacking. They they're uh, like one of the few armies that do not hold up. Period. Oh, the beast riders are good actually, but those are those are a lot newer than those the are newer. Yeah. yeah, those are a lot newer than the bulls. Yeah, those were I, those came out like right at the tail end of eighth, right? Uh, it was close to that. Yeah. Yeah, or maybe it was the beginning of eighth. I think Ogre Kingdoms was a very early book in eighth edition. Yeah, that was that was their that was. I'm pretty sure those were all from their eighth edition upgrades. So yeah, makes sense. Yeah, because did they ever do a plastic scrap launcher? I don't know. Uh, they did that big ass cannon, which I yeah, think which that, I, which switch I think out with the scrap launcher. I think. Yeah, which which I think you can you can build as a 
was it a scrap launcher? I think yeah, I think it was a cannon and a scrap launcher because I have an old metal scrap launcher. Yeah, I just I randomly picked up at like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. The iron the iron blaster is a double is a double kit. It, it's yeah. a plastic. Uh, it is the giant ass cannon or a scrap launcher. So yeah, yeah. I think that's when they also released the the big the big beasts because those yes. weren't in the original the, one too. Yes, the 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 the, the thunder tusks and stuff. The stone yeah. horn, stone thunder horn. Thunder tusks are on the loose. Thunder tusks are loose. <laughs> Did it. <laughs> Did it. Um, but yeah, so this box set also comes with the Age of Sigmar stuff that they it previewed just not too long ago. And I think I had said that they're probably going to release it in a double set. I was kind of hoping that it would be an undead set. So like uh, an yeah. undead warband versus the Sigmar stuff. That would look really cool. But I guess with the ogres is pretty cool too. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. The Age of Sigmar the Sigmar stuff. I think I think I figured out why I don't like. Oh, I I don't like the specific thing that they're showing is that I think the models look so blandly painted they're painted very well but they're painted in the most bland colors mm. known to mankind yeah very 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 simple and non-flashy aesthetic i think if you painted them in like one of the like classic very bright reichlin schemes they would look fucking awesome oh hell yeah um but the minis are, are pretty good there is one in particular and i don't know if you have it pulled up but it is a guy with a spear um he has this weird little they have these weird little things by their feet and one of them looks like a head in a bag i don't know if, yeah. you, if you can see it there, there's I, I gotta i gotta i gotta i'm looking at i'm looking at it now but there there's a that one of the things that's like part of the like aesthetic of the cities of sigmar which is really cool uh is they all carry heads and skulls and stuff because i guess it's like it's like um well, it's games workshop so you got to have a skull right 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 but but the uh it's it's like a reliquary thing so like so like they're, they're carrying they're carrying the head of like a, you know like a martyr or of like a great fighter or something like that like and i guess that's like a big part of the uh their like their lore uh so like the like the 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 priest th there's that like uh special character who's on that like palanquin like the two guys carrying it and uh there's like a dead guy right behind him yes yes and that was the that was the, the dead guy was the person who did that job before they had the job yeah. So presumably when they die, they will replace the skeleton uh, behind them. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm still looking for the spear dude, though. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, the one that the, the death dealer guy is so fucking cool. The, dude so the, the death dealer Frazetta, Frazetta pose. Fucking. Oh, cool. yeah. So one of the, I think someone uh, when it was one character someone had put together like it was multi part. I think it was for the actual season like more box set. He was one of the main characters. They gave him two shields. Just because there was like that option, so the guy's like great. in the death dealer pose with two shields. <laughs> That's great. Oh, I mean, he's very, he's very, he's very well defended. But I think what's interesting about this box set and the reason why I wanted to bring it up was that instead of like the normal Warcry box sets that have been released, which are like with the mat, the cards, the dice, the rule book, and and the two warbands, this only has two warbands and a piece of terrain. Hmm. So and in this one, the train is the is the maw pit, which looks super cool. It's a fantastic looking model. But you get so you get the two warbands and the maw pit inside this box. And I'm wondering how much they're going to sell it for. Is this the new model for how they're going to sell stuff, which is not a bad idea. You buy the core box set, which is the heart of Gur box set. Mm. Then you buy the expansions and the smaller thing, which adds smaller amounts of terrain to it. Yeah, that's smart. Um, I think I'm, I'm wondering if, the, if that's the direction they're going with it, or is this just kind of a one-off thing where they're like, we have these two cool war bands. We don't want to design a whole game around it. So let's just slap in this terrain and go from there. 
I don't know. That's I think that's I don't know. I think I think that is that's probably a good idea to like to set that um uh like as a as a style like have the big box set like cuz I mean obviously the intention is they want you to buy it all, right? Yeah. So making it more sensical to buy it all uh is just a good idea. Yeah. Uh and, and that moppet is is dope as shit. That moppet is dope very, as shit. Fuck, very fucking cool. Very fucking cool piece of terrain. All right, moving on. Briefly, we have the new vampire team for Blood Bowl. Blah! Blah! We've got the ball. They're really fantastic looking vampires. They are but they're really so cool. they're so against the GW aesthetic that it's like its own aesthetic at this point. It looks like something from God, I, I can't even tell what game it would be from, but it is a non-GW game for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it, and like, it, it's your quarterback, blah. Blah. It looks like it's it's from like Guild Ball, probably. More than anything, I do like there is one character who is running around with a bat on his wrist. Like, I think he might be a zombie with a bat or something like that or a, or a, a something or other. But he just I just like the idea of the guy running around throwing a bat at someone. Yes, it's very funny. Bats scare the fuck out of me, man. Really? I love bats. They're so cute. Yeah, but that's how you get rabies. They're like the number one rabies carrier in the United States. I do not want to die of rabies. I'm not saying you should go and hang out with bats. I'm just saying that they're cute. <laughs> I'm not saying that they're not cute. I'm just saying you, I would I'd terrify me. Mm, I see. I see. It's like a terrifying cute thing. Like, just never touch a bat. Like, I constantly have to tell my kids this. Like, never, ever, 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 ever touch a yes, bat. Leave them alone. Well, I mean, actually, it's just better advice. Is like, if it's a wild animal, don't touch it. Yeah. <laughs> Very true, but in particular, <laughs> if you see like a bat lying on the floor of the house, do not touch it, period. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or the backyard, because, you know, sometimes they fall out of the sky and die or whatever have you. You do not want to get anywhere close to it. Mm. Um, so moving on really quickly, because we already we, there's not much to talk about. It's Blood Bowl, whatever. Yeah. Vampires. Blah. Listen to your Blood Bowl cast. Listen to the gridiron, the number one. Least, there's got to be at least one. Yeah, listen to the Gridiron, the number one Blood Bowl podcast in the United States. <laughs> and then the, oh, there's the new Shade Spire. Yes, the Death Gorge. Yeah, it looks it looks fucking cool. I love the Slanish models. Yeah, the uh, Slanish models are sexy as shit. I love this. I love the octopus. I'm you know I, well the octopus. Well, that's the thing with the Lum, with the not Lumineth with the whatever those guys the deep deepkin. Yeah, the deepkin. The Deepkin's like thing lately has always been like we're gonna put like a weird fish thing inside of their Shade Spire Warband. Yeah, I like it though. I mean, it's cool. It's a cool. It's a cool little octopus man. <laughs> and then yeah. I also really, really like the uh, the caster hero uh, with her little jellyfish uh, on her base. Very cool. Yeah, I mean that's the only cool thing I like about the Deepkin is the fish. Like everything else is like meh. But I, I I love the fish models. Those yep, the all best. the all the all the fish models are very cool. I, the shark is sweet looking. The turtle is cool looking. Yeah, I really I, I agree with that. Like I think their infantry is kind of like eh, whatever. But man, do I love all their little fishy guys. The seaweed is always greener on somebody else's plate. You think about going up there, but that is a big mistake. Around you, I tear on the ocean, the ocean floor. <laughs> uh, what more are you looking for? Uh oh, under, under the, the sea, sea. <laughs> under the <laughs> sea. <laughs> it's, it goes better with weather. 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 <laughs> Take it from me. Take it from me. I'll turn this slave today away. Down here, we get to play all day. 
Uh, uh, under the ocean, under the sea. <laughs> uh, and then, oh, what's next? Oh, uh, feet. Feet is next. Feet. Oh yes, the the Elise Duchard, the foot model. Yes, feet. Feet. Yes. Foot bros stay winning. I, I will say there is no more organized fetish on the internet than foot fans. Yep, yep, foot foot bros. Uh, actually, you know what? You know what else is rising? Pit bros, armpit bros. That's the no. next thing that's rising. Well, this one you don't see the armpits on. I mean, she is raising her arm, but you don't see the armpits. Yes, yes. Um, so you do get to see the the feet, which is you know someone's gonna paint those feet dirty and sell that model for a lot of money. Oh yeah, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna put up the like seven and a half hour YouTube video of their wet blending on the feet. <laughs> So do you think I would get more money if I did like, like, let's say I took like a contrast gray and, and, and painted that slightly on the bottom. So their feet just look a little dirty or, you know, or, or if I took Sterling mud and just caked it on, you know, I, I think you would get a good amount of money for either from different variants of foot bros. Yeah. I see. I know nothing of this, of this fetish. So I, uh, you know, it's, now I sound like a guy who's really into it because I'm denying it too much. <laughs> you blew it. I blew it. You blew it. Um, but yes, definitely. I, I think there probably is like the guys who are like anti-dirty feet. Mm -hmm. Like there's guys who are clean feet and guys who are dirty feet. Yep, absolutely. That's absolutely. That's absolutely true. So aside and, from just the the fetish aspect, it's a it's a gorgeous model. It's it really is. It is a beautiful model. The unicorn is great. Um, yeah. The the sculpt is really 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 fucking nice. Yeah, and the the paint job you could tell that the guy was really upset that he could not paint a see through dress. Like you yes. could tell he wanted to. He wanted to. Yeah, you can tell the the cream, the color, and also the horse is the horse is gorgeous too. The oh, yeah, the, the paint job itself is is yeah, it's unbelievable. Really, really fucking good. The eyes are incredible on the on the unicorn. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, I'm a big I'm a big fan of that model. I think it's really cool. I I like. I don't know, man. Like I I really hope Old World is good because I'm really liking what I'm seeing. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure it's going to be fine. It's going to be exactly what we want it to be. Where we're going to play, we're going to look at the rules and go. You know what? This is what we wanted. Yeah, I was, I was like, you know, obviously, I was like, you know, more, I was more nail biting about it before they released that first taste of the rules, and I'm kind of yeah. like, okay, I'm liking what I'm really liking what I'm seeing. <laughs> and finally, last mini that they showed was the Fulgrim Ascended model. It's the first very, very even Fulgrim. Cool. Yeah. It is uh, for it's for Horus Heresy, not for 40K, because I think they want to do a they're probably going to do a Fulgrim model for 40K eventually. Mm. This one is for Horus Heresy. It's the first ascended Primarch for Heresy. They're releasing it alongside a book of the exemplary battles, which were like a series of web articles that they did. So they're releasing it in conjunction with that. It, yeah. it is a model that can never, ever, ever leave your house. <laughs> uh, that's the one thing I could say about it. My my one actual like criticism of the figure has absolutely nothing specifically to do with this figure itself, but the fact that like they already made this figure and her name is Marathi. Yeah, it's very similar to the Marathi figure. It, like it really, really is. Well, that's funny because I know a lot of people who took the 30k Fulgrim model and merged it with the Marathi model to make the Fulgrim demonic Fulgrim model. So it's like this is just a natural extension of what the community already has been doing. Yeah. Oh, really? So I, my advice to anybody who's interested in this model, this is what I would do. The wings would be magnetized onto the model. 
the yeah. arms would be magnetized onto the model. So you would store all of that stuff separately in travel and then just attach it when you want to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other pieces attached to something magnetic in your storage case. Yeah. Otherwise, this thing is is going to break apart into a bajillion pieces the second you try to do anything with it. Oh, yeah. No, no. It's really pretty. I really like it. It is. A, it is a gorgeous centerpiece model. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I guess I should also clarify that it is much, much better than the Marathi model. And I thought the Marathi model was great. Uh, but yeah, no, this one is the detail is ridiculous. It's it's the resin detail versus the plastic detail. That's what it really is. Mm, yeah. Um, not that I'm saying that you can't get good detail with the plastic. It's just it's a different visual style altogether when you have uh, resin versus is plastic yeah the resin detail is always just a little bit sharper yeah it's sharper it's deeper that's what it really is is it's that the detail is deeper which makes it sexier in that way yeah for sure if you can if you get like an actual sculpted model that is then um uh, which is then casted so that's that's the reason why you get the nice deeper model to it mm-hmm the the deeper the deeper detail to it but that's besides the point so that, that's everything that was released at nova it was actually a pretty cool release because it was a lot of little stuff and it wasn't like normal gw stuff where we're, where we're showing you one thing and then there's a couple like poop things that come out this was like a lot of like medium-sized releases which i like mm. yeah yeah so anyway do we have any other gaming stuff to talk about that was the main stuff i wanted to talk about i think that's everything man we actually talked about a lot of gaming stuff on this podcast. Yeah, what, what's happened, what's happened to that. us? What's happened yeah. to us? <laughs> My God. We're off, My our, God. Game. <laughs> We're off our game. <laughs> We're off our game. Um, I was, uh, by the way, I, um, I'm writing, I think I'm writing a Halloween one shot for Call of Cthulhu. Nice. And basically, uh, I, I don't know if I want to spoil No one's going to listen to the, this cast is probably going to play in that. But what I wanted to do is um, I'm writing it. The It's about a bunch of uh, monks who are in an abbey and uh, they're down in the crypts, like just tending to the crypts and there's an earthquake and it seals them off in the crypts, but it opens up like a big hole in the wall and it's their only exit and they have to get through. And they're they, basically uh, they have to fight these like uh, kind of grubby monsters that are on the inside or stay away from them. But it turns out that the grubby monsters are parasites and they're inside the head of a giant elder being nice that's buried underneath the abbey nice i like it i was thinking that's a cool concept i like it i like it yes so i just i just said that because i saw some cthulhu thing on my computer right yeah, now you, sh- you um, should do that <laughs> go to the game classy uh facebook page it's the best way to find out the link to our discord we put up the discord link every two weeks it goes away after a week but no one ever asks asks for it so i'm just assuming that anybody who wants to join can find it and join there. I've also been putting yeah. it up on uh, some of the other links, but it's the best way to find it is on the Facebook page. The Discord is where we talk, where we gather, commune, chuckle with our with our fans and our listeners. I don't know if they're necessarily fans, mostly complainers. Yeah, and it's they are good, they they are the listeners. Yeah, it's a good place to just talk about random interests that are aside from gaming as mm-hmm. well, yes. including Star Trek and that other TV show. Oh my god, did you see everybody losing their shit because Anakin Skywalker sh- showed up in Ahsoka? I hate sand. It's coarse, it gets everywhere. <laughs> uh... Not just them, not just the men, but the women and children too. <laughs> god, that, sh- that fucking, that series needs to die. Yeah. Die, Steve, it needs to die. Um. So, but Star Trek uh, Lower Decks just started and it was it was it was a Voyager episode, so not my favorite, but whatever. 
Yes. <laughs> I, I know you love Voyager, but I do love Voyager. I don't know. I, Voyager, you know what? I, 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 finally, I finally figured it out the best way I can describe Voyager. Voyager is fast food. Yeah. Very Voyager much so. is fast food. Like it, it tastes pretty good, but it is not good for you. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, like, I think that, no, really, I think that's like a good comparison. Like it is food, it is undeniably food, and it tastes good, but probably not the best thing for you and no. i think that's a really good way to put voyager for me for me like, i think that's how voyager works for me because like, i find voyager like there's a lot of and it, and a you know a decent chunk of that is because of emotions because you know that's like when i when i was watching voyager when it was on air uh you know like the various it, it was like it was it was a relaxing like comfortable thing to me at that time to watch voyager and it was always you know it was there it was like because i watched you know i watched voyager was the one star trek show i watched like start to finish on television. I'd never watched the other Star Trek start to finish on TV before. I watched as much as I could, but you know, as we've discussed many times, TV was such a and you know our, our list our our listener base is older, so we all know it. You know, TV was you couldn't just watch all the episodes and be like, I'm gonna I'm gonna catch up on Star Trek and watch all the episodes. Like you, you that was not an option. You got to watch it if you caught it on TV. <laughs> yeah, I never I never watched Voyager on TV. I watched a lot of Next Gen, but not start to finish, of course. Yeah, yeah. Vo um, Voyager is a show that I actually watched every episode of on TV. Like, yeah, that was, like, I've never watched I, the only Star Trek show that I've ever watched straight on release has been. Um, oh, shit, I haven't even done that. But I was going to say uh, Strange New Worlds, but it's. it's I didn't start on Strange New Worlds. I got like episode three or four is when people are saying, like, you have to watch this. So I watched it and I was like, holy shit. So I guess the only series I actually started from the start has been Picard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was the only one where I was like at the first episode. I was like, oh, I'll give it a watch. I've, I've heard that this season is going to be good. And Picard season three, I should say. Man, Not was... even Picard, just Picard <laughs> season three. Season three is so fucking good. I just I just don't even acknowledge that season uh, one and two exist. I, I can all I, I can also confirm. I I told one of my one of my dearest friends who I love very much uh, that like look you bro you gotta watch you gotta watch Picard and they were like I don't know I don't want to watch the first and second season I heard it was bad and I was like you you are right uh, don't just watch season three all you need to know is that Picard has a duplicate body like Picard's body is like robotic that's all you need to know like he's got a clone body you know like that is the only plot point from season one and two you need to know. Yeah, exactly. It's literally the only plot point. And and when he was done, he was like, he, he sent me a message. He was like, that was so fucking good, dude. Like he's yeah. like he's like he's like wow. <laughs> yeah, the the um, Strange New Worlds has finished the season, so you can uh, you can now binge that. Oh fuck yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get that done. Yeah, uh, uh, I gotta warn you, the the way that it ended has not been my favorite, but it is within the realm of of Star Trek. It is a very Star Trek ending, so it. I can't. I, I can't complain too much. Okay. I'm exactly. only complaining because of that. It's going to take so much longer for the next season. Ah, so. uh, I see. Yes. Um, but yes, the lower decks was this episode and it was a love letter to um, Voyager. They do a whole uh, two Vix thing. Oh, nice. They're, they're like my favorite part of this. My favorite part of the episode though, was, was that, um, so the two Vicks thing happens, and then the captain of the ship is is basically goes, well, I'll just figure out how Janeway dealt with it. And everyone looks at each other like, <laughs> no, she straight up murdered him, right? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's great. I got to check that out. But, uh, I, I, but I do disagree with that. I, Janeway did not murder two Vicks. Well, Janeway murdered two Vicks, but two Vicks existed for all of an hour. So his existence yeah. was not based on anything, really. There was no, it's like... 
he didn't he did not grow and have like a life he it's, was, it's it's one of those episodes that really could have that really could have worked worked well on the fact that they didn't that, that they didn't have to make voyager for, for syndication but yeah. they still operated voyager like it was going to be syndicated even though yeah. it didn't have to be um tuvix would have been uh, tuvix could have been a very deep and emotional like arc. three like yeah arc yeah for sure and it would have been it would have been very cool um yes. yeah that, we've talked about that before like i think Vo- voyager is like there's a lot of like voyager takes a lot of good shots that don't hit the bullseye see this is what happens when we talk about gaming we talk about all of our star trek stuff at the end of the episode <laughs> yeah I, what all right we gotta we gotta move on we gotta move on all I right love so star then, trek. <laughs> yeah. hey, i love i love the trek i love it yeah. yesterday was national star trek day yeah so good yeah yes and so um, that you could also, if you want to see more of my stuff, you can go to Game Classy Joe. Uh, you could look at me on Instagram at, at Game Classy Joe. Steve is not currently anywhere other than the Discord because he has been banned because he um, has threatened too many higher ups. <laughs> it's, it's true. I'm on I'm on like 10 FBI watch lists. And it's not even like real like senators or congressmen. He's like threatening the the comptroller of, of Lombard. That son of a bitch. <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Steve, until next time. Live long and prosper. Game Classy.